Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. All right. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers. This is the... Thursday, October 21st, 2021 episode. This week we have myself, Adam, one of the co-founders here at Land Grant, across the table. Got wall keys. Yeah. And alarm going off, Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. Does that mean you have to go (laughs) retrieve a child from child care of some kind? No, it means my CIP cycle's done. A little longer, won't hurt anything. Some, some Some actual brewing alarms here on beers of the brewers this <laughs> yeah. week so i'm pretending to be a cellarman this week for uh mr Irwin. so brewing sucks it's really hard <laughs> it's hard work isn't it yeah oh sure well this week what are we talking about guys i think we're talking about nona mm-hmm. italian pilsner i think so indeed we would describe this with three words bready lemon and floral and that's only three words this week. Mm-hmm. We, there's no uh, no conjunct- bonus words this week. No conjunction junction mm-hmm. or anything like that. So no bonus words. We didn't talk about it last week. Maybe we'll just talk about a a chili. What kind of chili would you have? As it, it is, it, we're we're turning into chili weather here. Uh, yeah, in, I, uh, in I didn't get to Ohio. have any of uh, Dan Number Three's chili. Was it good? Damn, Waylon. I, I was out. You were out. Did oh. you have any of the chili? I didn't get to try oh, it. We missed out. We missed out. So yeah. next time we'll have to try that. Maybe a good, maybe instead of a, a chili, what type of a pasta might we have with this Italian pilsner? Well, I didn't make red <laughs> sauce like I promised, but I am going to make some on Sunday when I plan on drinking a few of these while I do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we go great with like a, a fish dish or some yeah, pesto or fish something. Dish. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Fish dish. Yeah, my kids will eat pesto, so I'll go with that. Ooh. mine will too. And it, it absolutely, it, I don't understand why they will eat that. No, it's the they, most vibrant they, green thing that you can think of. Every, anything else that's green, they're like nah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. June always asks for the green sauce, and I, it, I'm happy to oblige because it's easy to make and it tastes good. But it's uh, all right. A good pesto. Get get you good pesto. Yeah, I think pesto. Good yeah. pesto here. All right, Dan, take it away on this Italian pilsner. Uh, so, uh, coming in at 4.8% ABV, um, 38 IBUs, so pretty snappy for a, a low ABV pills, uh, with Tetanang, Perla, or Pearl, uh, depending on your inclination, Saphir, and Magnum Hops, uh, Wireman Bow Pills, and Kara Pills. So, um, this, uh, was a recipe from, um, our, our former brewery, brewer, former brewer, Gregory, say that three times fast um but uh, as is the case with all uh recipes um from ex-brewers uh it has improved immeasurably since they left <laughs> hi justin um <laughs> can't can't be here to they can't be here to d- defend themselves so we'll, yeah. we'll take that we um actually did not change uh the recipe one lick uh again i just feel like um we are 
now pitching the appropriate amount of yeast and getting the appropriate fermentation profile, and it's really um, cleaned everything up and made it really um, made everything pop. So I was gonna say this beer tastes really like bright and crisp and really really tasty. It snaps at the end. Yeah, I think, to, it that, does. to that to that point. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always hard to remember back to last year, especially drinking like what what it tasted like fresh, um, and. But man, this tastes really good. I mean, it tastes better than I remember it. I, but that could just be you know a year's time. But it's delicious. Yeah. So this um, this style was originated in uh, in Italy, probably eh, say ten, fifteen years ago. Right, what is that? Um, uh, Berifico is in the name. Sorry. Um, yeah. It. Um, they they did a collaboration with uh, Firestone. And um, Firestone was so uh, impressed, they decided to do uh, their own Italian-style pills with Pivo. And then, um, yeah, the style sort of spread across uh, the states. But um, Saphir is a um, staple hop in Pivo. It's kind of herbal and orange, rindy, and that's, that's mostly where you're getting the, the citrus in here. You get some some fruity notes with Perla and, and Tetanang, but those are you know, those are noble hop staples. And Saphir is kind of the new world um, German hop that you see a lot in this style. And it's I don't know if it's compulsory, but uh, it's really nice to have in there. Yeah, I think this beer, especially when talking about the Pilsner, that does actually have have hops to it. That 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 kind of uh, more ideal uh, IPA, if you will, that has a lot more balance in, 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 those, in those flavors when comparing to some of the earlier, like, really aggressive uh, American IPAs. This is something that a hop lover, I think, would unknowingly go, why do I really like this, this yeah. beer? Like, oh, it's a Pilsner. I shouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting any of that bite, any of that, you know, hop characteristic, but it, it, blends, it blends much better that uh, from the malts right into the hops that they, they really complement each other, that complex but could be viewed as a simple beer, too, from some folks. Yeah, I think um, as, as well that this people would be surprised um, by what you get from noble and noble-adjacent hops like Saphir um, when you pump them up to... This isn't IPA levels. I think this was like... Uh, let me check on that. I think it was like half a pound per barrel, so more like a low end. Yeah, um, yeah more like pound and a half. Um, kind of the low end of uh, pale ale spectrum for us, anyway. But um, when you've got a, a really low ABV, you know, not a lot of malt bill to push through, you'd be surprised by how much a, a really light dry hop like that pushes through. But that said, the uh, um, the malt character really pops on this as well. We used um, the Wireman Bow Pills, and it's malted with uh, a couple of heirloom varieties. It gets like this really nice doughy, bready impression. Um, you can't quite, um, you know, it's more characteristic of a Czech Pills. I'm not sure what other breweries are using for their, their base malt on this style. So this kind of straddles Czech and Italian uh, style. Because it, it did have a uh, pretty high finishing gravity, 
for a low ABV beer. It's like a, in the three-ish Play-Doh range where normally at this uh, starting gravity, like our house beer finishes down like one five or something ridiculous. So, Yeah, for you vegetarians out there, I had one last night in the can with a cheese pizza. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of technical stuff to really dork out on this. Um, well, I think, too, if you're down at the tap room, a good experiment, and a lot of people generally look at lagers as just, you know, just really clean beers necessarily. So if you did get a house beer and uh, Skull Session and this, and I think we still have Pool Party on, it would be a really good tasting flight to taste through all the different lagers and... and while independently you might think, oh, these are very similar, you would you would really pick out the subtleties uh, drinking these side by side. That especially, you know, the house beer kind of being styled after a Vienna lager versus, or I'm sorry, Skull Session is more the Vienna lager. Yeah. Um, next next to this uh, Italian Pilsner, um, very very different beers, and I'm probably going to be trying that here pretty soon. And looking at my current glass, it's very low. So that kind of leads to a question uh, for the rest of you guys. How crushable is it? That's how crushable is it. Well, I already topped mine off before I started recording. <laughs> so I'd say for me, this is, a, uh, this is a six. This is really good and really drinkable and really refreshing. Yeah. I'm well, wait, hold on. What's, no. what's the percentage? 4.8. We're yeah. under that's five. That's a six. Yeah. You're, that's you're a six. Allowed. Yeah, that's you're definitely a six. It's in the go zone. <laughs> in the go zone? Go zone. Okay. Under five. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a six. If, yeah. uh, if I wanted to be obnoxious, I would do my uh, Gus Johnson JK all day. But um, JK all day. This is a really nice change of pace beer for this time of year as well. If you're getting a little... Uh, Tired of uh, sampling through kind of the maltier Oktoberfest, and you want something that's still got a, a little bit more flavor than your typical uh, light American lager, um, or a lot more flavor than your typical light American lager. This is your this is your guy. This is your guy. That's the unanimous six. I know we we only have three of us again this week on the podcast. Ring the bell. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ding that bell six times here uh, for. Uh, for that six crusher but as always crusher responsibly mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna start i'm gonna lead with the um the sort of out of the ordinary events we got going on because i want to make sure everyone knows that we have not one but two halloween parties next week yeah halloween is next week maybe you heard about it um and uh friday night we've got a human uh halloween party human. uh and we encourage everyone to come on down and what about ghouls or non-human yeah, uh, vampires. Uh, as long as yeah, a bipedal Halloween party. Okay, I say. get your costume together. Come on down to the uh, tap room and beer garden. It is going on um, seven to ten, and I'm pretty sure we're doing the costume judging during the not eight to nine hour with that champions announced around nine fifteen. So. There's going to be an individual costume award. There's going to be a best group costume award. There will be some sort of live entertainment that we are working to uh, solidify right now. But uh, it should be fun. And then Sunday, uh, I mean, we've got the Ohio State-Penn State game in between there. But we've got on Sunday, we've got the the dog 
costume party. That's Dog with the A-W. Yeah. Because we're not only hosting a uh, dog costume contest from uh, 11 to 1, but the Cleveland Browns, the not first place Cleveland Browns, uh, are playing Pittsburgh that day at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Yeah. Big rivalry game. Yeah. Surely they can't mess that one up, right? No. Nope. Mm. Nope. So, yeah, come down, bring bring uh, Fido or Spot or uh, uh, Rover on down. Just all the generic <laughs> dog names that no one's named their Dress dog them that up. in about and, 50 uh, years. There will be prizes um, for the best-looking dogs out there. So, And then stick around <laughs> for the Browns game, and then stick around after that. At 7.30, we got um, Ghostbusters playing on, uh, that is Sunday, Halloween Day. 31st, actual day of Halloween. Ray Ray's is here every Thursday through Sunday. Um, Friday night, we got a DJ, DJ D Boogie's here. Um, six to nine. Beard Crumbs will be back. So come get a Beard Crumbs. Uh, the weather should be Beard Crumbs appropriate on Friday, so that'll keep you warm. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, crew are home. We'll have that on TV. You can come down here, get a beer, walk to the game. Ohio State playing Indiana. Primetime super Prime matchup time. against Indiana at 730. Um, I think our friends with instruments will be here. Yeah. We'll have that game on with audio and our friends uh, with instruments playing Ohio State fight songs throughout the, uh, the game. Yeah. Movie nights continue every Monday. we got movies, Tibetan Momos um, on the food truck duty. Back to the Futures up next. Travia Tuesdays uh, with our, I think our friends main event are back. But uh, Tuesday trucks rotate and then two fat Indians here Wednesdays. So I think that's the rundown. That's a rundown. I will. That's ha- a lot. I will have to say it is always exciting to drink a pilsner here on the podcast. They go the fastest of all of them, so I think we need to refill these. I think next week we're going to be talking. Walt mentioned hot bee, but probably a little double. We can we can throw in a little jamble harvest wheat with the hot bee um, because you know the the bees are one last hurrah during harvest season. Yeah, they've been out there. Yeah. Well, any other closing thoughts? I, I had a, a, a poll question, uh, oh. given that uh, after a bit of a hiatus, I recently started listening to the Sporkful podcast again, and uh, they had a most excellent um, episode on um, what are the best pasta shapes. So I was wondering what you guys' favorite, favorite pasta, pasta shape pasta is. Shape. I can tell you I hate penne as a pasta shape. You're not a penne fan. Why is that? I don't know. It's always like... Just seems like real dry and too firm or something. I don't like it. Aaron loves it. I hate it. I like a classic spaghetti. I like a. I like a. I like a pasta you can twirl. Twirl your twirler. So I. I, I prefer an an angel hair. I think real thin. Going. I like the thin pasta. You know, they're like basically the only thing my children will eat. Will eat. I am ardently anti spaghetti. Like just your standard gauge spaghetti. I like. I'll eat any pasta. Just do something different with it. Um, what about like a bucatini? Now, see, that was one on the episode. Someone swore up and down that they hated bucatini, wow. which I don't know how you could. Bucatini's great. Yeah, it's just like big uh, spaghetti with a hole in it. I'm I'm a fan of actually um, bow tie. I think is underrated. Okay, mm-hmm. quite toothsome. Uh, maybe more for the pasta salad crowd, but um, orecchio. I think that's it. Um, Orecchiette. Yeah, the little ears. Little ears. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. They do tend to stick together, though. So you mm-hmm. need a sauce that's that'll, you know, something that's got some olive oil and that'll keep them separate. So, 
Yeah, bow ties. A, that's a good. That's a good. I, I think even wh- what's the uh, the spiral pasta? What would you call there? Fusilli. Fusilli. Fusilli Jerry. Fusilli Jerry. Fusilli Jerry. <laughs> Especially on a meat pasta because it really does uh, a meat sauce. I feel like it collects the mm-hmm. your bits of meat in the spiral. Yeah, I, I am a fan of anything that has texture to it that'll that'll grab have, the sauce. Have either of you tried this new pasta? I think it's like called like cascatelli or something. This, I have heard that, but I don't know what this it is. food science guy in the last like couple years invented this new pasta shape, and it's supposed to be like perfectly engineered for like the like perfect like sauce. Uh, holding and like springiness and now everything. here here's a question. Apparently it's good. I, don't, I haven't here's tried a question. It. Do you guys um, finish your pasta in the sauce? I think like typically you put a little bit of sauce in with the the, the noodles and toss them with the pasta water. But I usually serve the sauce on top. Yeah. Yes. This is a point of contention between uh, the misses and myself. Show uh, show. Sort of a pile of noodles with the and then big the ladle sauce, yeah. of red on top, and I'm not down with that. Now, so I just I just started changing where you you cook your your pasta al dente in on on a little harder side, <laughs> and then you you don't have your sauce in a saucepan. You have it in, you you make your sauce in a skillet, very wide skillet, so it's got a very broad uh, heat transfer, and then you. You add the pasta in there, and then you add a, a cup of the pasta water, and then you you cook that down, mm-hmm. and you get a lot more adhesion of the sauce to the pasta. Yeah, yeah you got to save the pasta water, and 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 it's life changing experience. Yeah. As someone who uh, grew up in a partial Italian household, blew my mind that mm-hmm. we never we never cooked our sauce or our pasta mm-hmm. that way. So I, I have taken to. Getting a little bowl on the side that I can toss the uh, pasta in the oh yeah in the sauce. The yeah, I like, I like a halfway. You put like a ladle of sauce in the whole thing of pasta and toss it together. We only get one shot at this. There's no time for mediocre pasta. Yeah. It's, um, you know. Have you ever tried that sauce from? Is that New York Times? Is that lady? Very simple. New York Times food. It's literally you put a half an onion and like a stick of butter. In, in crushed tomatoes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, again, the missus makes it all the time. It's Hazan sauce. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I've we have buckets and buckets of it in our deep freeze, and our children devour it. It is. It's, it's like the Never most simple sauce. Literally, mm-hmm. it's a half a onion sliced, put in crushed tomatoes, and I think it's just a stick of butter, mm-hmm. and you cook that down, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, I go for the. Um, you roast you Hazan, like, you're you, right, yeah. You cook garlic and oil till it turns gold, then you dump in a shitload of tomatoes. Or then you, then you put a pinch of crushed red pepper in there, dump in a bunch of tomatoes, a little bit of sauce, and then let that cook for like six hours. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't have the butter in it, so it's probably not. Well, you got the oil. Yeah. Well, Sorry. See what I did? Hey, it's really? great. It's 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 on we're on the Nona episode. Yeah. Everyone's Nona has a great this is pasta all on sauce. Theme. No, but uh yeah, the, yeah, next week we're gonna have a fun episode, so uh we still got a lot going down here at the at the tap room, but look for Nona out in grocery stores here next week and uh and come down to the tap room, share a couple pints. But hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Tip your bartenders.
Fusilli pasta. <laughs> <laughs>